Well, good evening and welcome to uh, Carols by Candlelight. It's good to see you here in the sanctuary and it's good to see those uh, at home on Zoom uh, as we share this service together. Now, it's a service of uh, carols and readings. Um, there's an all-age talk uh, in it and there's um, a number of videos as well. Um, I won't keep popping up and down to announce things. Um, it will happen automatically. If you see a, a carol on the screen, uh, then that's the sort of cue to stand, or I'm in the front, so if I stand, um, you stand with me if you're able, um, and then that's it, and the readers will come out. There is one carol uh, that we have um, that I'll come out and explain because it has actions. Um, now, the, the good thing about this is that you are all in the dark, and so, uh, but some of us will be up here in the light. Um, so you can get it wrong, we're not supposed to, but um, it'll be a bit of fun uh, when we come to that carol. I look every year at um, different videos that come out and um, this one really just touched me. Um, and so we're not only using it here at this service, we used it at the seniors um, uh, last Saturday, the week last Saturday, uh, and we'll be using it at the nine o'clock carol service as well. So I hope you enjoy. Uh, when we've done that, we'll stand to sing, O Come, All You Faithful. Thank you, Justin. Tiny 
Well, good evening, everyone. The reading is from Micah chapter 5. Marshal your troops now, city of troops, for a siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, thought, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from, are from of old, from old, from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. And he will be our peace when the Assyrians invade our land and march through our fortresses. We will raise against them seven shepherds even eight commanders.
from Isaiah chapter 9. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Right, this is the opportunity now to warm up a little bit if uh, you're feeling cold. Um, now, rather than me explain um, the actions to this, there are three people on the screen who do it very well and uh, could do it better than I can. So all you need to do is to follow the screen and not me, and maybe others who might get it wrong. Um, it's one that we did last year, and uh, so I hope you enjoy it. But if you want to do the actions, that's fine. If you don't, then just sing along. But uh, I think we need to stand and uh, sing it. Oh, what a glorious night. The shepherds came to see the baby stood by his mother's side here lay the savior inside a manger oh what a glorious night oh what a glorious night i hear the angels
was quiet, a star shining in the sky. Below in Bethlehem, the king is sleeping. Oh, what a glorious night! Oh, what a glorious night! Well done. To make sure um, those on Zoom can see. I don't know whether you've ever thought about um, what happens at Christmas. Um, I'm sure you have. Um, but um, just a, a simple cracker. And uh, I don't know whether you've thought about it, whether you can tell the Christmas story just from a Christmas cracker. Now, maybe you haven't. Um, when you lead services and uh, all age talks, um, you sort of look at all the props you can find and then uh, come up with something that, that matches. But actually the Christmas cracker is something that you can use to tell the Christmas story. Because not only is it nice to look at, but it has lots of things inside which can represent the story. But the cracker itself, we can say, is God's creation. God created this world. And uh, he created it perfectly. I mean, this looks sort of beautiful, doesn't it? And uh, God created it beautifully. And he loves his creation and wants the best for the creation, for you and for me. Now, there's lots of things, as I've said, inside the cracker. And uh, we're going to take each one of those um, things and uh, just explain a bit about it and how it relates to the Christmas story. Now, the first thing, of course, when you get a cracker, um, I, I, I guess children are more like than adults, um, but they always want to pull it quickly, don't they? Because they like the big bang that comes inside. Now, um, to make it easier, because it was difficult to pull it myself, uh, rather than I wasn't sure who was going to be behind me, so I've taken out the, um, the bang. And the bang can represent the Jews at the time that Jesus was born that he, they expected him to come with a big bang, with power, with authority, and that he would drive out the Romans that occupied their land. But God had a different idea. God gave his son in a manger, in a lowly stable, not in a great big palace, full of all the pomp and circumstance of what royalty would normally have. And so those who don't like it, you can cover your ears. And uh, it'll get magnified, I guess, with the thing. So let, us, let me pull it and see if it will bang. Because um, that was their expectation. That's not God's expectation. Ooh. So what else is uh, in the cracker? Well, you get a hat. So a very nice hat it is too. This one happens to be a red one. Um, but have you noticed that they're in the shape of a crown? That baby Jesus came as a king. Although he was born in a lowly stable, he came as king of kings and lord of lords. And not only was he king of earth, 
but he's also king of heaven. And the great news is that this king lives forever, lives for eternity. And it's been very sad this year at the loss of our queen, but she has a lifespan. But the king of kings, the Lord Jesus Christ, lives on for eternity and is king of heaven and earth. So that's the hat. Now, what else do you get? Well, I'll, I'll let you have a look at this and then you can smile and... We got it. That wasn't the one that I've got in my hand. <laughs> I've got a different one. It says, how did Scrooge win the football game? The ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> For those not into football, that's gone way over your head, I know. <laughs> so, in the old days, it wasn't a joke. It was a motto. You know, a bit like um, Boys Brigade have sure and steadfast and uh, other organizations be you know be, be fair and say be prepared for, for the scout movement uh, so there's a motto it's turned into a joke now and not a very good one not the one that's on the screen and not the one in my hand but you know God has his own motto and it says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not will not perish but have eternal life and that's a motto worth hanging on to and uh, really take into heart and then finally you get a gift uh, this just happens to be all singing all dancing in that it's a ruler at the top and it's got a star on this side lots of different shapes and it's a comb is it multitask multitask one uh, now you know, you, you may not get that kind of gift. In, in these particular crackers, you get a sticker. Because I'm a cheapskate, you know. I won't buy posh ones. That, this came out of um, a posher cracker uh, that I got. And uh, I've tried to give it to the grandchildren, and they don't want it. I've tried to give it to the great-granddaughter, and she doesn't want it. So I've still got it. But it's a gift that you get and what is the greatest gift that we can get at christmas the lord jesus christ it's the one gift that will last forever this this will break i guess at some point and it will find its way into the recycling uh, at some point but the gift of the lord jesus christ lives forever and we can have him as our lord and savior all we have to do like some of the songs that we've been singing, is ask him into our lives and to give him our heart. So the greatest gift that we can receive this Christmas is the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you pull your crackers uh, around the dinner table over this Christmas period, perhaps you'll remember some of those things about the Christmas cracker. So we're going to sing again, O Little Town of Bethlehem. <coughs>
Good evening. I'm reading from Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. reading is from Luke chapter 2. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. 
This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified but the angel said to them do not be afraid i bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is the messiah the lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger Suddenly, a, 
A great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. It is good to be in your presence this evening, to celebrate with the heavenly hosts and those here on earth the celebration of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you for that gift, which is the greatest gift that we could ever receive. And we pray that this Christmas time we will know the true meaning of Christmas that it's not presents, it's not food, it's not sweets, but it is all about the Lord Jesus Christ. So we pray that you will speak into our hearts and minds. But Lord, as we celebrate this Christmas time, we 
recognize that the world is not at peace, that there is wars, there are wars, there are rumors of wars. And peace to a lot of people around the world is something that they long for, but can't have at this particular time. And so Lord, we do particularly raise with you the situation between Russia and Ukraine. Lord, we, we're suffering with cold temperatures here, but there, there are cold temperatures too. And people without power, without light, without heat. Lord, we pray that you will bring your light into that situation. Lord, you'll speak into the hearts of all those in authority that they may come to know that what they're doing is wrong and that this will be ended sooner rather than later. Lord, we know this world has turned against you, but you still care and you still love your creation. And so we plead with you to bring this war to an end. And Lord, we pray for our own country. Lord, for those who this Christmas time will be sleeping outside or in temporary accommodation, Lord, we pray that they may find warmth and food. Lord, perhaps we uh, are the, the people that need to help. And so I pray that you will speak into our hearts. Often we can't be there on the streets, but we can support those organisations that are out there doing that work. And so, Lord, we pray for each one of those, that uh, they will know your love, your peace, that they'll be able to share the good news of Christmas with those who are sleeping rough at this time, that they'll be drawn into warm places and that they will be able to celebrate Christmas in the right way. Lord, we also pray for our fellowship here. Lord, we know there are those in our fellowship who this week will be going into hospital to have operations. Lord, we pray for them. Lord, we lift them before you and ask again that you'll give them your peace, that you'll give skill to the doctors, the surgeons, the nurses, all those that will treat them this week, that they will have the operation as planned and that all will go well and that they will make a full recovery. But Lord, there are those in our fellowship who need a touch of your hand. And we pray that you will reach out and touch each different situation you know them all, and we ask that you'll move by your spirit to touch their lives. And Lord, for ourselves, we thank you that we have uh, warm homes, that we have family to be with, and we thank you for them. And we would ask that you'll bless each family that is represented here tonight and those on Zoom. In Jesus' name, we ask it all. Amen. You can sing uh, Silent Night, Holy Night. <coughs> <coughs>
I'm not on commission for boots, and uh, other pharmacies are available apparently. So, um, I was interested in the uh, the title of that uh, advert. It's hashtag Joy for All, and uh, made me think, what is joy? Um, and the boots advert is quite interesting because it it sort of seems to claim, doesn't it, that joy is to be found in opening new things and in gifts. And there's no doubt that there's a certain amount of pleasure to be found in new things and gifts. But the advert left me wondering, is joy really to be found in these things? Now, don't get me wrong, um, there is a uh, hint, hint, a book that I'm really hoping that I might just receive this Christmas. I may have dropped the odd hint here and there. And I know that if I get this book, it will give me many hours of pleasure. But I also know that the pleasure that the book gives me will be temporary and it won't last forever. There'll be another book that I want to read. And it's like so many experiences we have in life that give us temporary pleasure. I don't know whether you like books, um, but for others, it'll be all sorts of things. It might be food. It might be time with family. It might be time with friends. It might be a good coffee could be a beautiful sunrise or sunset. All of these things, though, are temporary and fleeting, aren't they? They bring a certain amount of pleasure, happiness, contentment at the time, but it always comes to an end. The writer C.S. Lewis, who I love, and he wrote the Narnia Chronicles, says something really interesting about the way as human beings that we search for pleasure and joy in this life. Quote, most people, if they really learn how to look into their own hearts, would know that they do want and want acutely something that cannot be had in this world. There are all sorts of things in this world that offer to give it to us, but they never keep their promise. The longings which arise in us when we first fall in love or first think of some foreign country or first take up some subject that excites us, are longings which no marriage, no travel, no learning can really ever satisfy. I'm not speaking of what ordinarily be called unsuccessful marriages or trips and so on. I'm speaking of the best possible ones. There is always something we grasped at in that first moment of longing that just fades away in the reality. The spouse may be a good spouse, the scenery has been excellent. It has turned out to be a good job, but the it 
has evaded us, unquote. And of course, the it that C.S. Lewis is talking about here is lasting joy, lasting contentment, <laughs> lasting happiness. The truth is that wealth, power, achievement, family, material comfort, security, gifts, yes, they lead to a momentary satisfaction, but ultimately, these things fade, fade away. They leave us grasping for more joy, more contentment. And the truth is that in this life, suffering cannot be completely escaped. We all know that from our own experience. And this is where Christmas and the birth of Jesus, the Son of God, into this world offer us eternal and lasting joy. That is the good news of Christmas, that the joy God offers us is in his son, Jesus. And that is a lasting joy. It's not a fleeting joy. It's not a joy that fades. It's a joy that can be ours and ours forever. This world has been marred by suffering, by pain, by loss. Lasting joy and contentment really do elude us. But you see, God did not leave us and leave this world in the state that it's in. He sent his own Jesus, in, his own son, Jesus, into the world to offer all of us lasting joy. It's fascinating that the first people to hear this good news of great joy were the shepherds, the poorest of the poor, getting on with their job of shepherding when their world was turned upside down by the angels who announced to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the world, Christ the Lord. So many people are afraid, anxious, fearful, insecure today in our world for all sorts of reasons. Economic insecurity, People are hungry and cold. People are looking for meaning and purpose and lasting joy. And the good news of Christmas is that joy has come down from heaven to earth in the person of Jesus, God's son. You see, nothing in this life can bring us lasting joy, but there is a rescue plan from God. And that rescue plan is the birth of Jesus, God in the flesh who comes down to offer us everlasting joy, contentment, meaning, purpose, that whatever our circumstances are, however difficult life is, we can know the peace and joy and contentment of knowing God as our friend, not just for this life, but for eternity. The joy Jesus offers us is not a fleeting pleasure that ends when the thing that we've been given as a gift loses its appeal. Whatever the circumstances of life, God offers us forgiveness. He offers us hope. He offers us peace. He offers us fulfillment. We were created for a relationship, a friendship with God. And in Christ Jesus, we find our heart's true home. Famous church father Augustine once said, our hearts are restless and they come to rest in you, O oh God. If you feel that restlessness, 
if you feel that sense of unease, it's because you were made for a relationship with God, a relationship of joy and contentment. And that can only be found in the lasting joy that Jesus gives. So sorry, Boots, joy for all is only found in Jesus, God's son. That is only lasting and eternal joy. Amen. in prayer i'd like to say a big thank you to uh, the readers a uh, big thank you to the singers and the musicians and the technical team and the catering team because you're all invited for next door for uh, tea coffee juice and uh, i've seen lots of mince pies uh, so please uh, join us uh, for that Let, let's pray and now may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us, those whom we love, this Christmas time and forevermore. Amen.